Okay, here we are. Epi number three. Episode number three. I can't believe we made it here. I can. You know why? Because I think we're pretty interesting. I would want to listen to us all day. We have good times in the truck. Yeah. I got. I think there should be a sitcom that just focuses on a work truck. You know what was similar? I, not similar to that, I guess, but my father used to talk about it all the time. I've only seen a couple episodes. Taxi. Oh, yeah. With Danny DeVito. That was like a working class yep. type show, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. With Andy Kaufman. Yeah. Danny DeVito, was that, befo- that, was that before or after One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? I think that was before. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, I think, was his first movie, breakout <laughs> movie role. Danny DeVito's a great actor. He looks like my dad. <laughs> or my dad looks like him. He's older. My dad looks exactly like Danny DeVito. Yeah. Which is not good for me in my future. <laughs> well, <laughs> then you got to keep on top of your... Uh, you got to keep on top of yourself. Then. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. You just get lazier as you get older. You'll be like your father, too. You're going to have soft hands. <laughs> my, <laughs> you know what? My I'm dad, he's healthy. Yeah. At his age, he's in I'll shape take it. And every, they're fairly in yep. shape, yeah. I mean, he's not. I'll, I'll, t- I'll, I'll take looking like my dad at his, at his age. I, to be honest, I don't know if I'm going to be around by the time I'm his age because I smoke cigarettes. It really is the worst thing. It is the worst thing. Yeah, but I've tried to I've tried to tell you because when I worked with your brother, I told I told you that. All right, I'm going to stop you right there. Why? I don't like where the power shift is going right now. What with do you, you mean? trying to tell me things? Tell you things? Oh, he doesn't like that I tell talk to him about the cigarettes that I don't like. All right, you tried to tell me what? I told you that when I worked with your brother, your brother smoked American spirits, which I didn't mind. The smell. They're double the price. Okay. Well, they're, they're, they smell better. It's still not I a solution. Like they're not as aggressive. It's still not a solution. It's organic, right? All just quitting altogether is the way to yeah, go. You're not going to do that. So. so I'd rather be in the truck with somebody who smokes a decent cigarette. The longest I quit smoking was tw- like 20 days. And it was when Crackhead Mike used to live over here. So he used to live behind the shop. And he used to bump cigarettes for me because he was always broke. Yeah, I remember. And then I had gotten the flu and I quit after that. No, this I think this is you pretty old, sure. At, whenever you get the flu, Whenever I quit. get sick, I try to quit. But this was the longest. And I quit for 20 days. And toward the end of me quitting, he'd be like, you look like you need a cigarette. Come on, let me give you a cigarette. And I'm like, oh, Mike, what are you doing to me? And then the first couple times I was like, nah. And then I was like, all right, give me one. All right, give me another one. And then before that, I had two a day, and it was over, and that was it. And I bought a pack. I think he gave me like two or three in a day, and then the next day, I just bought a pack, and it was over. What happened to Crackhead Mike? I mean, just life got him. Yeah. He ended up relocating. Yeah. I remember him for a little while early on. It was a sad situation. I mean, listen, he's gone now. His dad's gone. Um, So I could kind of freely talk about it, but he would have mental breakdowns in that house and he would part-time work with us every once in a while and this was before you know i know he was here around when you were here but in the beginning yeah. i used to take him out when we needed him when i needed an extra hand i remember you took him out one time with me he was digging a hole and he could he would dig and just di- and we needed a trench dug 
and he would just dig straight down. He had so much energy. He was the skinniest guy. Yeah, but by, by just, noon he was done. By noon, yes, by noon he was done. But by noon he had dug a hole to to China. It was a it was a sad down. situation with that guy. I mean, his father committed suicide right on their front lawn, mm. right in front of him. And the bank over here, it used to be a TD bank. The drive-through camera caught the whole thing. Jeez, terrible, absolutely terrible. But he had, he would go through emotional breakdowns and I, would, I wouldn't see him for a couple of days. So I go and knock on the door. One day I knock on the door and he's sitting there on his couch and he's crying. And I go in and I go, Mike. And I go walk into the kitchen. I'm petting the cats and he's crying. He's like, he's like, Phil, I just can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. And I notice his shotgun sitting on right below the coffee table. And I'm like, Mike, tell me what's going on. Like, what kind of, how can I help you? How can I help you? He starts freaking out. I'm like, dude, I'm not leaving until, until like, you tell me what's unloaded. going on. Huh? Until that thing is unloaded. I, I'm, I tried not to make a point of the, of the gun under there, but <clears throat> he started freaking out. He started freaking out. He said, just get out of here. I don't want to talk to him. I'm like, Mike, I'm concerned for you. Picks up the shotgun, aims it at me. I don't know if it's loaded or not. First and hopefully only time I ever get a gun. And I know my face just went white, but I didn't want to show anything because I knew he wasn't going to do it. I knew he was just in a tough spot and he cared. He cared. He, would, he wouldn't have done it. But it was one of the most terrifying moments of my life. I, I, I can't. Okay, so here's another freaky thing that happened to me out in Ohio. They have backyard zoos all over the place. People who have hundreds of acres. And you can, you've been to the exotic animals auction out there. Yeah, they're Remember very Remember how cool. crazy that they're was? very, very cool. You see, I didn't realize how big a porcupine was until they I have one of those exotic Porcupines zoos. for sale, peacocks, gray wolves, all different kinds. Of, just at an auction at this yeah, massive farm. Very so weird. there's backyard farms all over Ohio. So we went to see this one. There's maybe backyard three or zoos. four backyard zoos. We went to see this one that was maybe three or four miles from my grandparents' house when they lived, when they lived, used to live in Orville. And we're walking around. He has, a t he has dozens of monkeys. He has a giraffe, uh, black bears. No, and he has, he has a tiger and a lion, each in separate cages. And I walk up and the tiger is like rubbing his head against the fence. We're sitting here scratching a full-size tiger behind the ear. Nope. And he's like purring like a cat. Yeah. But it's... Not for me. It, it was insane. And then we start, I start walking around the tiger's cage and the lion is sitting up on his rock. And as I'm walking around, I'm just, I'm making eye contact with him, not even thinking, but he wouldn't like stop looking at me. So I just kept looking at him and we walked around to the front of the cage and I kind of walk up to like, kind of, you know, check him out and check out his habitat. He jumps off the rock, runs right at the fence, throws his paws on the fence right in front of me and roars in my face and i'll never forget the sound and the view you could, i could see right down his throat and he didn't even give a full roar that is horrifying yeah that's terrifying it's, uh, it's first of all it's not an animal that's supposed to be caged up that's number one and it's it's the sound is just insane yeah they're beautiful creatures but at a distance so okay, so I don't want to. I don't know what to put. I know in a worse spot. I, my the whole situation with Mike was pretty scary, but yeah, the lion because you more, don't know what he's gonna right. do. I mean, the lion was behind a fence. 
I mean, we did call him Crackhead Mike. Crackhead Mike. <laughs> so. Such a, sh I mean, and you know what? He had, it was such a shame because he had such a good heart, but he just couldn't, he couldn't get rid of his demons. He, he, it went, was sad. he went on his benders, yeah. Yeah, he would go on two, three benders. One time he knocked on the shop window. It was really, really late, tweaking out, begging for money. I was like, Mike, I can't. I got no, I got nothing for you. And he, and he like flipped out. You don't care about recovery. I'm like, dude, what are you doing at 10 o'clock at night for your recovery? Nothing good. I'm not stupid. I mean, come on. There's, were you going to go to rehab at 10 o'clock at night? What do you need money for? Anyway, when his father died, I remember it's the first time I met him. First, like, I started working for courts maybe four years after this when his father had killed himself. But his, my mom says, listen, I made this guy a bunch of food. You want to go bring it to him? She, he lives right behind the shop, and that's the first time I met him. And I gave him the food, and he just starts bawling. The it's, father or Mike? Mike. His father had just died. Oh. So I, I, I hate seeing a grown man cry. It makes me cry. It does. It brings tears like to my those eyes. Videos to see a of, the, like those videos of the uh, of the sol not, soldier returning. Not the home. coming home videos. No, <laughs> no. Those because he cries when he sees his kid or something. It's like, like it's just like when Jordan Peterson is talking about the sh the state of men nowadays, and he starts crying. It it makes me choke up a bit to see a grown man cry, to see a grown man moved emotionally. I don't like it. <laughs> like my father cries a lot now in his later years. Where do you have kids? Yeah, I don't like it at all. That's what my my mother said the first time. Ugh, I hate even doing this now. She the first time she ever saw my father cry was when I was born, and he was like a like a baby. Like she could have. She said, "Yeah." She said he could have. He because he was in the military. He goes, he could have watched somebody get stabbed in front of him and not you know not bat an eye before. That's because his first son came out with red hair. <clears throat> yeah, it has nothing to do with the they miracle. Both went, they both went. Ugh. You know what my mother said. <laughs> You know what my mother said? She used to say to her mother all the time, my grandmother, she said, if I ever have a baby with red hair, if I have a child with red hair, I'm leaving him at the hospital. <laughs> That's how much she hated it. And then I came out and she just goes, I can't stick to that. Like, I don't know how. I love my little ginger that. boy. Yeah. When my sister was born, my sister's the youngest. It's me, my brother, then my sister. When my sister was born, the first thing my parents said, because they'd already been through two. My sister comes out. She's crying her lungs off. They both look at each other like, look at the size of her mouth. <laughs> she had like the biggest mouth. <laughs> she came out crying at the top of her lungs. And it's the first thing they both said. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> but when you, have, when you go through like two, three kids, at that point, the last one, you're just like, ah, whatever. All right. Yeah. But my sister... When she was growing up, she used to cry to the point of her, her she used to like make herself black out. What? Well, she used to cry brother, so hard. Yeah. She used to cry so hard that she would lose breath and then fall over. Like, like when you let out a whale and then you don't take the breath after. Kids are, kids are dumb. I got to show you this. I actually saw a video about it the other day. I can't remember the name of it, but like. It's a common thing where babies will cry and they'll they'll exhale all their air air on the whale, but they won't breathe in because they're crying so hard. That's why you're not supposed to console your baby when he's crying. Just let him pass out. <laughs> not only do we give plumbing advice, but we we give parenting advice Jeez. here too. 
heartless. Just let your babies pass out. I'm telling you, when you have kids, <laughs> I can't wait for the day when you have your first child. I'm cold as ice. <laughs> and all that just, I'm going to bust your chops relentlessly. Nah. Call you a big happen. wuss at every time. It's not going to happen. I can't wait to see the video of you bawling when your daughter's born. That's not going to happen. I'm not going to have a... Uh, I don't, having sisters makes me not want to have a daughter. I'm going to do one of those like, one of those things where you can pick, <laughs> pick the baby, what kind of baby you have. You know, where you have, can build your own baby, you like build, build a bear. your own baby. <laughs> you could do that. Pick the yeah, eye color, the sex, the hair color, everything. They take your DNA and they just kind of mix it up. That's how you know we're at the end of times when you can do that, when you can scientifically do that. It's messed up. What a crazy time to be alive. I'll tell you what, I don't want a ginger baby. <laughs> Are you, there's no way around it. I know. I'm the the odds of you as a ginger having a ginger kid is like 80%. You're a walking recessive is it, is gene. It, is, it, is it 80%? Yeah, well, you, you're, you're dominantly showing the recessive gene. Red hair is the recessive you're gene You're dominantly every time. gross is what, she's, what he's saying. <laughs> But you know what? I do kind of. I know you have some stuff that you want to talk about, but I don't. Not really. I'm just no. kind of. No, just keep. Just go. I, I don't know if you want to talk about just going back to Mike. Um, drug use in the trades, you know, because we try to hire guys. Not in it's the huge. trades. Not in the trades. That's the wrong way to put it. It's a lot. A lot of guys that we've tried to hire, or that you've tried to hire. Sorry, that we've brought in. And people that are in these trades do have a problem with that. I've you know noticed. What it, you know what it mostly is? It's pills nowadays. Yeah. Well, it's, it goes to, to like coal miners. You know, the opioid epidemic hit, you know, West Virginia, the middle of the country very hard. Well, you're getting deep. No. <laughs> is this too deep? Go ahead. Is this no good? I mean, it, it affects the workforce. It affects the workforce Absolutely. because you try to find guys and- it's not that these guys are not talented that we that you know that we get every once in a while, but they they do have their issues. They There's do a comp their issues. You have to like. I, I don't want to. I don't want to have to compromise whether you're going to be reliable. Yeah. If you're a good worker, so at the pool place I used to work at, we had this one guy. The only he's a white dude that grew up in Patterson and has a Southern accent. Explain that to me. <laughs> Yeah, that's very rare. I don't know. How so, that. but he worked. He worked with me. I've for the first like three, four years I worked at the pool place, and he had a cocaine problem. He would just he would go on benders like randomly in the week, and but when he came to work, he was so good. Never had any callbacks. Yeah. Always could diagnose the problem. Banged out the work. Customers loved him. But he would go four days, just not show up. Some guys are like that. Some guys, listen. Some guys are like that with alcohol. Some guys are like that with with weed, and some guys are like that with other drugs too. But I, I think that's the rare case. I think most of it affects people in a bad way. Absolutely. So, but what I'm saying is, most guys are not like that guy that was at the pool. Oh company. no. But you always have to be careful. Listen, if someone has a pill problem, and not to be insensitive, but I've put out ads like you have to figure that no out. No pill first. heads. <laughs> no pill. We drug test for we drug test for opioids. Opioids, like, dude, I'm telling you, it is truly an epidemic. Opioids are freaking horrible. Well, it's killed more people. It's killed more people in this country than any war we've ever had. Right? 
I mean, I don't know the numbers, but the, I know the numbers are insane, especially in the last 10 years. Yeah. And it is a big problem for the trades because those guys have exhausted all their angles. It, it, they have nowhere else to go and they need... It hits harder in the trades because, it. I mean, this is from what I've read. I'm not, definitely not an expert in this, but the way that it starts is obviously, you know, when you're in the trades... You get injured more, yeah. you're more sore, you know, whatever it is, whatever you get. Let's say you get an injury, then you go to the doctor, you get painkillers. And then once th that runs out for somebody, then they move on to, you know, the cheaper option or the option that they can afford, which which it's heroin. I've had a lot of but, friends that went down that road. Yeah, you know, you're more familiar with that and than I, I am. I, and I don't and have it's, that. It is tough for the trades because, you know... <laughs> You want to help guys make help make their lives better. I mean, that's why I'm I'm more prone to want to hire someone who's green because I want to train them up with the right habits and bring them up the right way. And we want as to start to your someone, drug habit. <laughs> <laughs> we, want to, we want to give you a reason. We want to give you the to reason to have a drug <laughs> habit. We'll hurt your knees for you. No, no, no. Do you want to? Then you're I under our to, control, Arthur. <laughs> I want to get a green guy in here because you can train him that way. But it's a huge. First of all, opioids are hitting the youth really bad and you have to screen your employees but whatever we spent a lot of time on that there's not much you can do i mean you, what can you you can't it's a huge predicament this country's in an epidemic right now and most of them are coming to us for jobs you look very, <laughs> you look very stressed right now talking about this Dude, it's a huge problem, and I've seen a lot of my... F I've lost a lot of friends to yeah, it. Yeah, I did want to bring it up because you've told me stuff about it, and like I said, I don't... I'm not super familiar with... with like, I don't have friends that are big into that. That's good. You know, you told me that you've had friends and you've had personal stories, but I, I've noticed it with guys that I've seen in this workforce. Plumbers, roofers, uh, you know, contractors, you see it. I, you know, you know it's. I remember. I and I, I bring it up because I, I want to, I want people to be aware that it's, it's. I think it's a problem that affects the trades more than any other working field. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, listen. You can you can take stuff like guys on Wall Street. They got big coke problems. You know, but that's that's me making a generalization. I don't know. Because I don't work on Wall Street. Well, that's the stereotype. Yeah. And it exists for a reason, you know. But this is, this is a reality. Is that, you know, blue-collar workers, they, they do, a, a lot of them... You got to pray for this nation. Yeah. Pray for the youth of this nation. I was thinking about this week, my grandma... So my grand... My family grew up Roman Catholic. Like, now they're Christian. Really? But they grew... Yep. All my... All my aunts and uncles were born into Catholicism, into the Catholic Church. Italian, German, Catholic family. Seven children. You know what I mean? But my grandfather became a Christian in the field. And you, I don't know if I ever told you this. And if I did, I'm going to tell, tell it again anyway. But my grandfather did not tell me this story. My grandma told me this story once. And she told me how my grandfather got saved and it was a customer who he went to go do it. I can't remember the guy's name. We, he, we, he was at my grandfather's funeral. Like he, he ended up becoming friends, great friends with my family after my grandfather accepted the Lord. But my grandfather had a severe alcohol problem. 
and there was a lot of problems growing up in that family and he had to he went to this new customer and he had to fix something stupid simple something that should have been in and out and the whole time my grandfather's fixing and he started he runs into a problem and the guy is sitting behind him watching him do the job which we hate annoying we despise annoying and then imagine somebody preaching like we don't to need you. a chaperone but he sat behind my grandfather and just sat there and told him about the lord and my grandfather was getting so angry <laughs> but he was a customer he couldn't like so he tried to talk he tried to go back at him and, and have a little debate and like he left annoyed next day Got a call back on that same job. He went back to fix it. The guy did the same thing, sat behind him and just talked to the bottom, to the Lord, to the Lord, to the Lord. And my grandfather got pissed this time and he stormed out. Very next day after, call back on the same thing. Something so simple and stupid. And that third day, the guy sat behind, he pulled up his stool <laughs> and he sat behind him and started talking about the Lord and something hit him during that job. And at the job, my, while my grandfather is working, he just starts crying, bawling. It's because he came back for the third time on a filled out. <laughs> <laughs> he lost all his profits. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, it had nothing to do with it. <laughs> That's so funny. Forge <laughs> plumbing from 1962 to 1967. Two callbacks on a job that he was supposed to charge like $24. Crumbled on. by a fill valve. <laughs> no, the third time something hit him and he knelt down on his knees and he prayed with the guy and, he, and the guy brought him to the Lord, prayed the prayer of salvation, brought him to the Lord on the job. And he told the guy, he's like, listen, I, ha I, have, a, I have a problem with alcohol. I don't know how to fix it because it's misery. People who like when you're addicted to something like that, it's not enjoyable whatsoever. Like you, it's bondage when it gets to a certain point where it starts to rule your life. It's literal bondage. But he told the guy and then they prayed over that. They prayed over that specific issue. So he went home, told my grandmother, she didn't believe him. And then she started talking more and she's like, I'm not leaving the Catholic church. Like I was born in like everything through and through. I'm not leaving. The so he had to, he had to get convinced my grandmother that they're leaving the Catholic church. They're going to this Christian church. And previously, like I said, they had prayed over his alcohol problem. He goes to take a sip of beer and starts vomiting everywhere was physically unable to drink could not drink booze was it skunked <laughs> no it wasn't it was blessed it was blessed budweiser <laughs> he could not drink alcohol and from that moment on he couldn't have another drink and he was a severe alcoholic and then it kind of trickled through my family where i mean my dad talks about when they started going to grace church i think it was grace they all, each one of them, all my family members got saved and went up into the, and my dad said he went up to the pulpit, uh, the altar like 10 times. And, and then my dad became, my dad really became like the preacher of the family. You have to like, you have to hear my dad speak. It's, it's, I haven't it, heard your dad preach, but I've heard him speak about, you know, he, um, and that's how it flooded through my family. Yeah, like he's that. a very smart guy. And not to toot your horn, but it's uh, rubbed off on you. I think I, well, 
I, ho- I would hope so. He doesn't know how to take that compliment. No, I don't. don't I don't know how, how to take, take compliments, that. period. <laughs> but no, it's... It's like when we're working together and you're like, wow, that was a nice job, Max. But I was, I was, thinking, go, about, I was thinking about this... And all the times, like I've heard stories, and all like the really hard times that Quartz has gone through. That Quartz has, how are we going to pay bills? This you've heard Paul talk about, like with, around two thousand eight, when two thousand eight crashed, and like you're only doing twenty five percent of of what you were doing before, struggling. Like the phone is not ringing. There was a point where my my uncle said that <laughs> they were sitting in the office and the phone wasn't ringing. And they had people, they, like, they had my grandma like, call the business number, make sure that the phones are working <laughs> because they just weren't ringing. But we have been here this whole time with the same phone number, the same name, the same business number, all that. And it really is solely because of the grace of the Lord. There's no other explanation to the things that this business has gone through and the fact that we're still we're still up and running and flourishing i have to give credit to the lord paul has to give credit to the lord my grandfather had to give credit to the lord because there's no other explanation for it you know and it's a beautiful thing to step back and recognize that well we really have no power where this business is going to go we have no we think we have control we can try to do the right things and make sure we're advertising and make sure we're billing correctly and make sure we're doing our numbers. But when it comes down to it, look what happened with COVID. Let's say another COVID happens and they say there are no, um, what was the term for um, workers? Uh, um, essential. Essential workers. We have to shut down all businesses. This one's really bad. That, that could rip through. A hurricane could rip through. Anything like just... Well, we couldn't, the, the essential worker thing is kind of annoying. I know me. it is. I, but, but I know that you I, can't stop people from fixing their, like we got busier. That's not the point I'm trying to make. The yeah. point I'm trying to make is the fact that this company really is fragile. Everyone's company is fragile. Like you can, it can teeter over in a month and be done. So as someone who's been born in a Christian family and was influenced with that, I have to remember to give thanks to the Lord and also to trust the Lord to do what he's going to do. There, there's no, I don't think that there's any reason why he would have brought us through 65 years just to say, okay, well, I'm done taking care of you guys now. Like, you know, you see me get stressed you see me get stressed when we're a little slow. You see me get stressed and we can't catch up or like jobs are coming. You see me get stressed. You start to hit me more. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you can see the mood change and it's because I'm not putting this on the Lord's shoulders. It's so obvious when I'm not doing that. And to be honest. I also think you need a vacation every once in a while. Everyone does. Every I mean. Here's the thing about vacation. You go on vacation, you're getting phone calls during vacation, and you're stressing out. And then once you land, you get the phone call that, oh, that job that you were at, they're pouring water. So what do you get? So vacation, you're always thinking about work. And then you come back, and it's a nightmare. Yeah, that's what my father said. That's what my father He doesn't like taking vacations it's too much. It's the worst. Like coming back, and like all hell has broken loose. 
Yeah, you don't. Uh, <coughs> one of our, one of the old, um, we have an old Jewish customer in Englewood. He's he passed away now. Uh, sweet, sweet man, just the sweetest, kindest man. But he's he said something about. Um, he goes, when you are, this is how you'd run your business. When you're busy, you work and you work and you work. You work until the sun goes down. You work your butt off. Work, 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 work. When it's busy, you suck up all that work. When it's slow, go on vacation. Don't even bother sitting at home, stressing out, wondering why the phone's not ringing, wondering why you're not making this money. Just go on vacation. Pack all the work in when it's, when it's, pack all the work in, save a bunch for a rainy day. And when it's slow, just get out, turn your phone off to take two weeks off and just go. And that's it. And then that'll, and that balances out your stress a little bit from having to work all that time when it's super busy. I agree. So we're going to start doing that. But the, we'll look at this summer. I mean, July, this is super uncharacteristic for July for work to be pouring in. We're usually quiet. Well, I don't think it's. It hasn't been pouring in recently, but it comes in and we've been taking jobs that we don't normally take, bigger jobs that take more days, you know, again, going back to the uh I'd like to hope that it's because stuff. our podcast is so popular that people just want to call us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'll be the day. Oh, let's see. What else do we want to talk to? Court's flourishing because of the Lord. Ain't it the truth? Is that what you wrote down? Yeah. Well, I just do little, I just do little, uh, Little notes, little notesies. <laughs> I I downloaded an, a, a little microphone where it's a widget where I just have to press a button and it'll automatically record, so I don't have to sit there and search. So if I think of something, I just pick up my phone and press a button and record audio, so I don't lose the thought. Siri does that already for me. Yeah, I don't have app for some. It's I'm too old to learn another operating system. That's not happening. Now I got to learn Apple. <laughs> What an old man thing to say. Why, is that, why do they have to reverse Apple? everything? It's, the easy, it's, it's all the old people have Apple. It's the easiest one to learn. First of all, I've used the internet since 1995. The X and the minimize button is on the right side. Apple puts it on the left. They, the way that you have to back out of a web page, the way you have to, what the heck is Safari? What is Safari? Like, what does it mean? I don't get it. Whose internet are you on? Uh. I'm sending this to Apple. <laughs> Send it to Apple. I don't expect them to sponsor us anyway. They're going to appreciate. They're going to appreciate our earnestness so much that they're going to sponsor us. <laughs> you know Listen. what? He's right. <laughs> what is Safari? We've reevaluated our entire business model off of this one rant <laughs> due to plumbums. There's. There, that's how you break out in, the, in, a, in a whole bunch of views and go viral. You attack the, the entire Apple biggest. company has changed its business format due to these two little schmucks in their basement <laughs> talking into microphones. Oh, here's an issue I have. I saw this the other day. I go down to get lunch down into this stupid little parking lot with the right at the end of River Edge. For, uh, first of all, it's the worst parking lot ever. Which one? With total wine. Oh, yes. To get in yes, and out. Yes, yes, yes. God forbid you have to make a left. Yeah. So I pull in there, it's lunchtime, so it's already a nightmare. And what do I see? A group of tween girls, five or six, in the middle of the road filming a TikTok, filming choreography. <laughs> and I go to turn, and they see me, and they 
don't move out of the way right away. Did you land the horn? No, I didn't. I didn't honk. I wasn't. I was more in shock. That's why I didn't honk. Plus, the horn doesn't really work in my truck. You have to hit, you have to hit a yeah, certain spot. That's very shocking that you didn't land the horn. That's <laughs> you have a you to, thing. You have to push on southwest of the steering wheel <laughs> in an upward position, and then it'll and then it'll honk. But I sat there. I wasn't even angry. I was flabbergasted. <laughs> like it's one. Th- I don't care if you want to go to the park and film TikTok. These girls were in the middle of the parking lot where cars are driving two ways. And then they reluctantly get over and then I pull away and then they get right back in the middle. Like, where were your parents? Where, are, where is your mother at work? Not taking care of their kids. That's a huge problem. That is becoming a huge problem. And here's the other problem. Do kids even have morality nowadays or does it all depend on how many thumbs up they get? And we're that's getting, what is we're getting deep, huh? Do Dude, kids even have morality? I'm watching videos of these kids doing these prick po- t- prick puck. <laughs> prick talk. There you go. There's a name for it. Prick talk. Uh, TikTok videos playing pranks that are cruel. Yeah, they're not even funny. They're and, cruel to people. Yeah, and TikTok, well, here's what TikTok does. I found this out is that obviously it's a Chinese company and in China, TikTok is not the same as here. Yep. They push the algorithms are all different yeah they push educational videos to their kids and their youth so that it's it's stuff that they want them to learn and it's not this this it's all educational yeah it's It's a lot of educational like you know kids educational programs and stuff like that you come here what is it it's 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 those stupid videos bozos twerking in the total wine parking lot while you're trying to park to get a jersey mike sub (laughs) This is what I'm we're hungry. <laughs> One second, I just want to film this TikTok. <laughs> oh gosh, I, it like it, now, like thinking about it, I'm like so frustrated. But there, I was, I was so floored and flabbergasted that I was like, "Wow, it's actually happening in front of me." Yeah, I guess kids don't have. They don't have. I'm not gonna talk about their morality because who am I? <laughs> just talk about their morality. But I'm we'll gonna, judge their morality off <laughs> off microphone. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. This is what we're going to do. We're going to take a little break. There was the first segment of pod, of uh, Plum Bum's podcast. We're going to take a little why break. Why are we going to take a break, Phil? <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about why we're taking a break when we come back. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in a few. Are you so recording? Annoying. I am. I'm recording now. 
So, so let's we'll, talk about why we took our break. <laughs> <laughs> why did we take our Because I needed to freshen up my drink. So we've decided after a long day of work that we're going to, uh, while we do the podcast, we're going to sip on a little mixed drink or whiskey or some kind, something. Yeah, because earlier... Just to we, loosen up. Earlier we liked to talk about, you know, problems, addictions that people have and... <laughs> Yeah, I don't like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and my grandfather's drinking problem. Yeah, in honor of Rich. Plus, Max talks like he's got a stick up his ass when he's sober. So we gotta we gotta change that. And you Make don't. <laughs> you should see <laughs> how smiley and Whoa, happy you somebody are. Somebody got defensive. <laughs> you're so smiley and so you're not usually like this. Very touchy and love. <laughs> Listen, I'm a happy. You're drunk. mushing Frankie over <laughs> there. Who's you, Frankie? So what are we drinking today? We're drinking Earl Grey gin. You wanted to go with whiskey. I told you it was too hot for Way too hot. Yeah, you know, you're right because this is good. So I don't have much over here at the shop to mix with, but we had raspberry iced tea, unprocessed honey, and Earl Grey dry gin, and it's delicious. That's not Earl Grey, is it? That's Corgi. Earl Grey gin. Oh, Oh, oh. Corgi is the brand. It's good. I like it. You know why? Because it'll let us loosen up a little bit. It'll let you loosen up a little bit. Neither right? of us, neither of us, will have stick ups our butts. I'm still sticks ups <laughs> our butts, and then we can kind of talk freely and talk about the day. I mean, what else? What else do we do? What else? Uh, what else have we learned in the past couple of days? Wow. Yeah, that's a big one. Well, last week was Fourth of July. That was a long weekend. America's I get a, birthday. The three day, the three day week was the longest week of the year. I don't know what it was. It was. It very went on and very slow. That's forever. Why. Because we came back and you're like, Wednesday became Monday, and it 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 just takes you a little bit to get going. No, there's no rhyme or reason why it should have felt that long. It's a three day week. You ever seen the? Uh, <laughs> did you watch The Simpsons growing up? A little bit. I <laughs> mean, The Simpsons scene. have been on for what thirty years. <laughs> there's a scene where he goes to detention and he's like staring at the clock. And he just wants to get out and he does that oh, like that moan that he does and he's looking at the clock and the second hand starts slowing down slowing down stops and then goes backwards <laughs> that's how last week felt never ending plus it was 90 degrees have we talked about how much i hate working in the heat <laughs> we talked about your uh, weather stipulations Dude, the heat the heat and i think we talked about this before like you know what the worst thing is when it's blazing outside and you go to a customer's house who's enjoying their life with the windows open because they're not overly exerting their bodies they're like yeah we're just gonna we're gonna let the breeze flow through first of all bre- it's the surface of the sun breeze it's a it's a sun flare that's coming into your <laughs> or living just room fans where you're just blowing hot air and then so you get to the house and we're working. We're taking down walls. We're cutting down sheetrock, busting out cement to like put vents out the, dying. Like, please just turn on the air conditioning just a little bit, please. You were, gro- you were gross last week. I saw the. I, you were. You know where my. We you know where my people are from. Scandinavia. Scandinavia. Absolutely, Icelandic Vikings. I traced my ancestry. No, you didn't. I did. So check this out. Me, Dutch. me and your, my grandfather is when my mom's side is all. Italian, you told me. My dad's side is German and Italian. My grandfather's German. My grandmother's Italian. Quartz is Dutch. So you're right. You Italian out, and Dutch. Italian and Dutch. Quartz is Dutch. But my mom's side 
So you know how I got ancestry. How we got an ancestry. I went to go see your sister. Calls me one day. She goes, "I have tickets to Anderson Cooper. You want to go?" I'm like, "All right." <laughs> so we Gross. went. To, yeah, it I was, would never. It was so cheesy and stupid. I we go. went for well because we we're going to hang out in the city afterwards. So we go and. It was some Ancestry special, and he gave everyone in the audience a free me- one-year membership to Ancestry.com. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. So I sat on it for a couple of weeks, and then I started getting into it. It's addictive because <clears throat> the way it works is you track records that they have, and they get most of their records from Mormons. Mormons keep really, really good records. Really? How and do you the, get your records from Mormon? And set, more, they'll, they'll go to Mormon records to look up last names and they'll file those, like the papers or register. I saw my, the registration card from one of my relatives who was in, in the Union side of the Civil War. I found out all my relatives fought for the Boo. Union side of the Civil War. <laughs> You're terrible, dude. That's terrible. <laughs> but you can see this. You can see the signatures and stuff. So I started going back and... With my grandfather, I get to him and his brother, and it just stops. I can't find anything. Completely the just stops. Know, know how to run a really good business. The Mormons don't own Ancestry. Ancestry goes to the Mormons for the records. They anyway, have to pay them. Stop huh? dwelling on this. It is what it is. There's nothing you can do about it. So I found one line through my mom's side on my grandfather's side. Shut. Used to be shot from Germany found out that through that one line f- went through this woman named Sarah Cunningham which was one of the first settlers from Europe from the on one of the boats that came over here for the first pilgrims she signed and has her name on stone in Virginia I followed that line all the way back to where Scottish kings were marrying their daughters to Icelandic Vikings for like 200 years back in the year 900 and i you could you follow that all the way back calling fake news well here's the thing it's probably not completely true but people used to people used to kind of back then put their ancestry against the lords of their land so their background ended up being intertwined with that and once you once you find a line that's royalty you can trace it back forever because those records were kept like that so i'm going with it first of all you look at me do me and my brother not look like icelandic vikings they're big boys fat icelandic vikings big boys yeah (laughs) just vikings that have a 7-eleven down the road (laughs) (laughs) so i mean it's not like i'm some like five nine little (laughs) <laughs> like Italian whoa, looking whoa, guy. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> You're not 5'9". Nice try. He's, these, he's not 5'9". In five these nine. boots, I am. <laughs> on these big blocks of wood, I'm, I'm, I'm as high as you want to be. <laughs> no, I thought that was cool. I, and when you get Ancestry... The, um, the, Do you have to send the swab in? No. That wasn't around when I got the membership. That's 23 in me. Don't ever do that, Something about way. that I don't trust. You shouldn't. You know why? They'll keep the DNA on record. They keep your DNA on record. My mother did that, and she found her side of the family, and she traced it back to Plymouth Rock, actually. Her side of the family is, is, is was here early on. She's actually from Plymouth, Massachusetts. I call fake news. Okay. Uh, okay. How does it feel? It wasn't that uh, important to me. How does it, it, feel, how does it feel when important? you're talking about your family history, and I just shoot it down like my that? My family history goes as far as I understand from my parents. 
Like that's where it stops. I don't. My grandparents. I only have one remaining grandparent left, and she doesn't care <laughs> about any of that stuff. You know, I love history, but my family history is probably got to be so boring. Why? You're Romanian. Are you kidding me? The Gypsies. history out there? Yeah. The thieves? <laughs> Listen, Eastern European history is insane. I know. I mean, that's that's some... I, There's two people in in those parts of Europe that can trace their... An, that, that can, they can trace their ancestry back to. You can trace it back to Genghis Khan. Most people can trace their ancestry right. back to Genghis Khan and Vlad the Impaler. He, the two of them conquered such large parts of the world that there's a ton of people that can trace their ancestry back to those two. I knew Genghis Khan. I didn't know Vlad the Impaler. I thought he was known for killing people, not creating people. <laughs> well, he was known for the cruelty in which he killed, the, the cruel ways in which he killed people. Dude, here's something, here's something that every business owner should pay attention to. Uh, and on that note I, <laughs> on that note speaking of Vlad the Impaler here's an, Impale here's, your here's prices a, here's, a, <laughs> here's a completely unrelated topic that I'll that I'll try with all my might to tie into no I was thinking about this so since we started doing this podcast I kind of lay in bed and toss around ideas and <clears throat> kind of figure out like where we've Keeps been where we night. come from it does like the worst thing you can do before you go to bed is to think but <laughs> I, this was a hard lesson for me to learn. And Paul used to tell me all the time, the customer does not run the job. You're the professional. You run the job. And I, I, I never understood. Like, It's a great thing to say. It sounds good. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're right. You're totally right. But I never understood the gravitas of that statement until you step back like a renovation we were, we, we've done. This was a couple of years ago. We go and do this renovation. Homeowner wants to play project manager. Yeah. I I, I still haven't learned that lesson. <laughs> but she wants to play. Pro well, okay. So who's going to be running this job? Who's going to be doing the schedule? Oh, I'm going to take care of it. I Even if you are a project manager, you cannot manage your Big own mistake. home because you're compromised. You're also trying. Those people are trying to live in that house at the same time. A lot of people don't just they don't leave right. the house. She's not scheduling to make the job go smoothly for all the contractors. She's scheduling because she wants her kitchen. And so what she'll do is she'll schedule a whole bunch of people on top of each other. I saw. I drove past that house the other day in uh, Leonia. It's beautiful. So I was at the. I started working at the tail end of that yeah, Leonia job. Yeah, I remember. She tried to set you up with one of her like daughter's friends or something, right? You walked in there, her like niece or something, and then you you went in there. And she, she was going to introduce you, but then you took off your boots to go work on the toilet. And she's like, uh, you know, never mind. Huh. <laughs> you left like fiery footprints down the hall. <laughs> hey, I mean, listen, we work hard for the money. We get stinky in these boots. Anyway, yeah, so customers running the job automatically should be a red flag when they say, well, I, we're going to take, we're going to, I'm going to be the project manager. I'm scheduling everything. Your, your whole job is compromised because you have, your desire is to get in and out as fast as possible. And the contractors get screwed. I've, we've had to walk off the job so many times because there have been so many contractors packed into this little kitchen. We can't work. And she didn't turn on the AC in the summer either, which is a huge problem. 
but that's uh, you, uh, that's something you're going to have to walk in and kind of sense when you're talking to the customer to sell a job. You have to kind of use your spidey sense to be like, something's telling me about this job, but it's just not going to go very smooth. You know what I mean? I could say that about every job almost. You all right there? No. Dude, your hair is out of control. It's the longest I've ever seen it. All right. Let's do this. Let's talk about a subject that we've talked about before. I'm going to take you off subject. Fine. What your facial hair says about you as a tradesman. Are you saying this because I just shaved my beard over this weekend? Yeah. And you got no chin. You look like Bob's Burgers. That's so messed up. <laughs> You're such a little twerp. And it really bothers me. <laughs> How you just come in with these snarky comments like I we need you here or something. Wait, hold on. And it's true. I don't have a chin. That's what, why I always have a... <laughs> that's why I always have facial hair. Because of my stupid face. My st the stupid lower <laughs> half of my face. I don't even know who in my family I got the lower half of this face from. My mom and both my parents have chins. They're all chiseled. <laughs> both of my parents have chins. But you remember when we did that? We did that like mock podcast a long time ago yeah. about what your facial hair says about you as a trades worker. We were doing like, what does a mustache say? What does a goatee say? All that kind of stuff. You that know what? Funny. I gotta find that. I gotta find that video. It was timed perfectly. I edited it down with music and stuff. But what? What is the? Uh, uh, the we had everyone. Bars. We had everyone perfect. Like we got the electrician down perfect. The HVAC guy. We got the roofer. Plumber facial hair. You know what? Plumbers actually usually don't have facial hair, or they have very light facial hair. Guys who have facial hair are roofers. And. I guess just regular construction workers. Handlebars, you've been working on your own as a, as a uh, contractor for the last 25 years, and no one's going to tell you nothing. <laughs> Didn't you say your uncle, because your uncle's clean-shaved. Always been clean-shaven. Yeah, uh, but he looks like a man. I don't look like a man. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? I mean that he cannot have <laughs> facial hair, and he looks like a man. Like people are going to take his word for things. You know what I'm saying? You're freaking weird. If, if I walk into somebody's house clean shaven and I start giving plumbing information out, plumbing advice, and they're going to be like, child. I mean, look, I, I, look like, I, I look like eight years younger. All, first of all, all the gray's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Why do you got to be cruel? Because I'm cold as ice. <laughs> The, uh, the gray's mostly gone. Now it just looks like a blonde it's, beard. It's not. All right. It's still there, but I still look seven years younger. I already tell people I'm 38. I'm 41. Someone asked me the other day, like, how old are you? Do you have kids? I'm like, eh, I'm 38. It's all right. You're still a good looking guy. I just like to make fun. All right. <laughs> we're, we're no more no more alcohol during the podcast. What were we talking about? Frankie? What? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> no, I was saying that it, it, your uncle said that... A lot of people don't feel comfortable with uh, a worker coming into their house if they with have beards. facial hair. Yeah, it, well, like it's, it's, a, it's like, like an advertising statistic, like yeah. a general like when you survey people, they're more likely to go with a clean-shaven guy who's representing a contracting company than a beard, because a beard, I guess, is intimidating. But I've never had any problems it with it. Might be intimidating. It might be intimidating, or it might just. 
I don't know. It's like what we say about first impressions. It doesn't, maybe it's not clean for people, you know? Well, the one lady goes, we had, remember that we had that one lady in, uh, in, in, it, she, uh, I walked in there. It was uh, our 10th job there. We were working here for a while. She walks in. She's like, so why do you wear a beard? I'm like, huh? I was like, I don't know. I, I have no chin. I didn't tell her that. No. But I was like, I don't know. I've always had facial hair. Like as soon as I was growing, I've always had a beard. She's like, she's like, you look like those, you look like those, you look like those crazy, crazy guys on TV. Those crazy white guys from the South on TV. I'm like, well, I, I was born and raised in New Jersey. <laughs> I was born and raised up here. So. But what do you mean? What do you mean? What does that mean? I don't a facial I don't, hair just as a turn off to people because it's intimidating. Your, I don't know your appearance. Like the mullets coming back, you know. I'm a huge fan of that. I know you're a I'm huge sorry. fan of it. I don't know. It just screams. I have friends. To me. I have friends out in like South Dakota and stuff who rock mullets, and it is, <laughs> you know, the one guy. I, he, I can't picture him in any other haircut. And he has women throwing themselves in it. <laughs> this guy is grossly obese with a mullet and he a big beard. He doesn't have women throwing themselves <laughs> at him. There's, there's no way. Women loved him. What movie? I don't know. Austin Powers when they're talking about Pavarotti. Yeah. Employees. Oh, here we go. This is what I wanted to talk about. When I'm sitting in my room, not just thinking, but also scrolling through YouTube, YouTube reels. Which is okay. which is the worst thing you can do is to be on your phone before you go to bed because they're like 30, 40 seconds, but you just sit there scrolling and after a while, an hour and a half has passed. But I found this welder's welding channel and he was, he has, he just basically films his students welding and then he'll walk up to them. He'll stop them from welding. He goes, tell me what you're worth on this job, on this little job you just did. Tell me what you want to make. And they'll shout out a number like, I think I'm worth this. And then he'll correct them and he'll tell them what they're actually worth. But I think, I think that is so good for employees, employers to do for their employees because it'll put it into perspective. How much do you think you should make? You personally. Are you asking? I'm asking, asking you. What I make now. What do you think you're worth? <laughs> what I make what now. What you make now? I agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been here. I've been here for five, six years and you know. You put your time and your work into. When I came on, I I knew close to nothing. All right, let me ask you this: When you first came on, what did you think you should be making? And pretend that Paul's not listening to this. He won't hold this against you. You could be honest. I I, I would probably say, what is it, seventeen, eighteen bucks an hour? Yeah, I think you started at fifteen. Yeah. Which at the time was at that time was minimum wage, right? But I think you should be making. What is it? Is is it now sixteen, seventeen dollars in New Jersey? I think it's still fifteen. Is it? Well, I don't know. Of the minimum wage? Yeah. I have no idea, to be honest. I think honest. we talked about... Did we talk about this last podcast? I can't remember. Mm -hmm. If if we talk, talked about the guy that I spoke to at Ace. Yes, we did talk about that. Yeah. So, I know that there's a time period that you have to work and you have to do the work that your boss doesn't want to do, that you don't really want to do, but you're you're learning a valuable skill. And exactly. I was willing to learn that valuable that you can skill. Build upon. And it was interesting for me because I've already talked about this though. I wanted to do something different, but when I came to this job, I started enjoying it. I like work. You told me you wanted to get into plumbing because you were in the shower. No, no, no. No, no. There's not that's not what it was. Well, that's what you told me. I didn't no. I didn't So you lied to me. I lied to you. 
So you lied to me when no, you no, first no. came to kiss my butt. No, no. When we first talked, you know, I wanted to do, I wanted to be an auto mechanic, and then I wanted to get into electrical. And I didn't know anybody in those trades. You I know, you, you said that what I'm about to say. No. Like, oh, you wouldn't cut me off. You no. know exactly. No, no. You go. Okay. No. <laughs> this is what you told me. I didn't make this up. You said you were in the shower one day. <laughs> no, don't. And you were looking at the shower, and it was coming out hot water, and you were amazed, like in modern plumbing, that you can be upstairs getting taken a hot shower. How the how all that gets to you. I started to enjoy this work <laughs> after a little bit working. A little bit of work in this trade, and, and I that was a forgot about and I forgot about plumbing, uh, electrical. Electrical's a lot cleaner, I'll tell you that. Sometimes I look at those guys envious. Electricians don't have beards at all. Yeah, <laughs> clean shaven. Clean shaven. You're an electrician. Yep. Electricians, I, I've to. I've tried to take a couple electrical courses. There's so many little terms and stuff. Ohms, voltage. <laughs> Why'd you say that with a little bit of, little bit of oomph to your ohms? Ohms. <laughs> like you have voltage, you have ohms with your ohm meter. I don't know why I said it because it's a weird word. But you have all that stuff. And then this thing is measured at this. I, I don't know if I'm incapable of understanding or I just haven't put enough time in, but I still don't get it. Well, you, we do a little bit of electrical. I understand this. Yeah, we do low voltage, where, but it's just anything you're, you're from completing a loop. down. Well, I, I don't know. I, obviously, obviously, you go to school, you learn that kind of stuff. But plumbing to me just seems not easier, but it makes more sense to me. But also, the pool company set me up to do plumbing. I mean, I did, that's all I did was plumbing anyway. So. It was an easy transition for me. I mean, I told Paul, so when I first came here, I worked, Paul didn't take me on right away. For two months, I worked with our sister company in Hackensack on this huge job in Jersey City, this big commercial job. And I, I didn't, he said, I, I, I left the pool place. He goes, okay, go do plumbing with these guys. I didn't know anything, but I caught on really, really quick to the point and this could be because every other every other person that working there was just a moron. But the guy who was running the job had made me, in a couple weeks, like making calls and stuff on certain floors. I actually think, like now looking back, who I was working with, like <laughs> they were just bunch of bunch of dopes anyway. Like yeah. they were all young kids. They just put hands out there on that job, and the poor guy who was running the job was just he just had messes to work with all the time like that's it was, he quit after that i think but that was not that was all through winter oh and that was when winters were freaking cold we haven't had a cold winter in like three four years but the wind well you never it, worked you never worked in the winter you used as a pool guy you you said you should no, take the last, two months off when i was in service i didn't work for the winter but i went when i got into construction the last three four years we we would build the pools in the winter yeah. So they would have them for the spring. And that sucks. I mean, that everything about putting in a pool, first of all, cement needs heat to cure. So how do you pour, how do you, let me ask you, how do you think when you pour a pool in February, concrete, how do you cure that concrete? Heat gun. <laughs> Just a heat gun. Walking around with a heat gun. Well, we had to do after when we were done working every day while the concrete on the pool was curing, you have to build a massive tent around the pool with heat lamps and, and stuff. then you hang 
you put two by fours across the pool and you hang electric heaters all around the pool to try to maintain heat in there enough for it to cure enough where it won't break apart in the spring. Uh, pool, you know what? Now that I'm, pools is a thousand times worse. Then what? Plumbing. Uh, pools is not horrible and I worked for a good company. I really loved the guys I worked with. I worked there for like 14 years. I've never done anything. We've gone back there a couple times to ask them. I'm for, still in a, have a good relationship with those guys, but the work is grueling. And most guys who, when once they reach the peak of their plumbing career, they end up uh, well, pool career. They end up becoming plumbers anyway. Really? Yeah. He, the the owner at the owner at the pool place. He says that's that's where he loses guys to plumbing. Kevin got into plumbing. Oh yeah. Who else got into plumbing? It's just an easy transition. You're running gas lines. You're doing PVC. What else we got here? You know what? I just want to bring this up real quickly. I remember. Make how, it interesting. Well, it is interesting. We had a customer. Is it? <laughs> we had a customer. He used to tell me things about pools all the time that I, I didn't. Crazy stories that I didn't necessarily believe. You remember that you told me if you don't put a PRV on a pool. No. A, a hydrostatic relief valve oh, at the bottom of the okay. pool. Okay, a hydrostatic relief valve at the bottom of a pool, it will shoot out of the ground and It'll lift rise up, out. rise up like a boat yep. out of the ground. And It took five years of you calling me a, a lying sack of shit <laughs> until it happened in front of you. I didn't say that. No, but your eyes did. <laughs> so we, I told him this story, and it's true. If you, you have to put a hydrostatic relief valve in the bottom of your pool shell because... You really just have a big boat buried in the ground. That's all a pool is. So you have to put a hydrostatic relief valve in case your groundwater rises. It'll filter into the pool and balance out the water weight in the groundwater. And we did a big, big job in Englewood. They redid the pool. How many bathrooms are there? Six, seven bathrooms? Yeah, but we didn't do the pool. We didn't do anything. We didn't do the pool. Yeah. Well, we did work on the house. We did did the plumbing in the house. And one day. And a company was working on the pool and they didn't pop the relief valve and we go back have all the contractors go back the next week and the pool is four feet out of the ground <laughs> i couldn't the it's entire so, pool it's crazy to see when you see it in real life and i go out there and, I, I and as soon as i see still. it i turn to you and i go see <laughs> i told you i told you i wasn't lying it, it is crazy <laughs> it's crazy how that can happen and now what do you what do you have to you what do you do you have nothing your pool is done. There's it's nothing done. you can do. You can't like absolutely because y- your pool is hard. Pi- um, your ha- your pool is hard piped with the plumbing tied buried in the ground. As soon as wow, you do so that, you you're to, cracking pipe. You have okay, so you have to redo done. the entire th- done. That's insane. Yeah. Luckily, well, for the customer, not for the company, but the company's liable because they didn't take the proper precaution. Wow. They re excuse me they reshot that whole pool with concrete and they didn't put a relief valve in there that's tens of thousands of dollars hundreds of thousands of dollars or tens of thousands of dollars. i mean on a pool like that they're probably that's probably seventy thousand dollar pool absolutely plus the do those equipment? companies have insurance for that yeah for that type of thing oh, yeah it covers that well i you know what i actually Does don't it cover know. negligence like that well if we screw up on the job like, let's say we don't solder a pipe and it bursts in the middle of the night and it's definitely our fault. We do have some kind of insurance. We have ways to prove that it's not our fault. <laughs> but it, it doesn't mean you get away scot-free. You're still paying. That's what you think. It's tr- uh, Dude, there's no way an insurance company is going to cover all of that crap. 
we have a customer in Englewood that a roofing company was working on their roof and they were using an acetylene tank and a, um, a flame to set lead or something. Listen to this. This is crazy. They were working on the roof and they sparked something underneath the roof. It didn't catch fire till like three hours later. It smoldered for three hours and then burst into flames what? after they were done. How does that even happen? It's sitting there smoldering underneath the roof, like oh, against I keep the wood. This and the, word, this fancy word, smoldering. Before, before a. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to put you. Well, on the spot. it's like it. it's like know. a campfire where it's just the coals are smoldering, yeah, and then it'll coals. catch something that'll ignite. But it was just smoldering along the insulation, and then I guess it hit like a breeze or some kind of oxygen and just ignited in the middle of the, and they lost their whole house. Me and Paul, that was that was my first job. Was Bernstein was uh, <laughs> I, I'll edit that name out. That was my first job after that house caught on fire with Paul, and we were there eleven, twelve o'clock at night, working on that house, Oof. winterizing it, shutting it. Yeah. Why were you there at eleven, twelve o'clock at night? Uh, to be honest, I don't remember why we were there so late. There were three nights we were there. <laughs> the house late. is done. You said the house went I gotta up. I got to ask Paul about that. Like, why did you drag <laughs> me out so late? I don't remember why, but I know we were there late. I and mean, that was rough. Everything, they couldn't take any of their, any of their belongings. Nothing. What else we got? <laughs> What's what do you want to talk about? What do I want to talk about? Yeah, we'll 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 end this segment I'm the, with, I'm with the sidekick. Max's thoughts. I, I'm the sidekick. I feed off of you. Oh, you don't have thoughts of your own? Clearly. No, it's just air. It's just It's air and anger. Air, anger, that clapping monkey. <laughs> that angry clapping monkey from uh The Grinch. From no, from uh What are you doing? You're the worst. I'm fidgety. Here, I'm gonna turn your mic off while you fix that. It's fixed. It's fixed. Oh, oh that vibration. That's going to send our fans. It's, we're going to lose a lot fans. of fans because of that. <laughs> You're talking about the fans that we have in the shop that are I going think, on us. Well, I, we talked about a bunch of stuff, but uh, I think that was a good episode. Let's not let's not get into a, a dronious rant after this and just <laughs> say <laughs> and just end on a, on a high note. But uh, anyway... Guys, thanks for tuning in and listening. We appreciate it. And now that we know that a couple people are actually listening, till next time. Even though, even though it's, you can count them on one hand. You got drunk. I gotta get. I gotta. <laughs> I gotta get drunk for this thing. We're gonna go drive to the park right now. <laughs> All right. Until next week. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>